Our scripture reading today is out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 through 21, and John chapter 14, verse 15, and verse 23 through 24. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, but that you may not sin. The people stood far off, while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Now out of John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, Jesus answered him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So this morning, we're going to look at passages out of the Bible that, that are um, meshed together in kind of a unique way. And we're going to start in Exodus, and I want to I talk to you about what's going on here. As Jaina read, when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid. Can you picture that scene? You're talking about a relatively primitive people. They had been, they had come out of captivity in Egypt. They had been freed by God. And, and now they're at the mountain, and God is speaking. And this is a supernatural experience. Can you imagine what that would be like to be in awe, looking at this and saying, oh, what in the world is happening? That fear that they had is incredible. And if you stop and think about it, I think that we see some of that fear in our lives today when God starts to speak and we recognize that he wants us to do something or he's going to tell us something that's going to stretch us, that's going to scare us. And we say, you know what, you know what, um, I, 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 right now I'm not sure that I want to be that close to that voice. And the Israelites said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen. But do not let God speak to us lest we die. And I think that what happens is that in our lives, we recognize that God is powerful. I don't think that there's a doubt in the minds of Christians today that God is powerful. We recognize that. We recognize the creation. We recognize that he has a plan for each one of us. And yet, when he speaks, it's scary. Because sometimes when he speaks, it's things we don't really want to hear. And I want to propose to you this morning that we do not consciously and deliberately disobey God. But I'm proposing that oftentimes we simply don't listen to him. If you stop and think about the story of the Israelites and, and what happened after that and how they went up and down with God and all over the place and how God had to do different things to 
to pull them back to him and how they would turn and walk away from him. I don't know that it is so much that they deliberately refused to listen or deliberately disobeyed him, but they refused to listen to him. Think about, I'm not going to talk about husband and wife because my wife says I have selective hearing, but think about a child and you say to that kid and you say to them, take out the trash. Yeah, 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 I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Are they disobeying you? Or are they not listening to you? At the end of the day, what's the result? They either did it or they didn't, right? The trash either got out or it didn't. And what does that mean? Well, the end result is the same. If they've been told to do something, asked to do something, and they don't do it, they might as well just say, you know what, Mom, Dad, I'm not doing that. And when we refuse to listen to God, it's the same thing as just saying to God, you know what, God, not going to do it. I don't want to do what you're calling me to do. I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. I'm just not going to do it. When you put it that way, people are like, whoa, whoa. I, I wouldn't say that to God. But if you think about it, isn't that how we oftentimes find ourselves living our lives? Historically speaking, the children of Israel are a great example of people who didn't listen to God, people who didn't do what he said, and as a result, they suffered consequences from that. I believe that God has a plan, and his plan isn't going to change. You may miss out on the blessings that he has as part of his plan, but his plan will be accomplished. Moving on to John, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. We claim to love God. We claim to love Jesus Christ. We claim to be in a relationship with him, and we claim that we love him, and yet we don't listen to him. Verse 24, whoever does not love me does not keep my words. We show, this is, this is tough, because this is what the children of Israel did, and I think that this is what we do ourselves. We don't show the love that we should to God because oftentimes we prefer to listen to his servants rather than to him. Now, let me, let me break that out for you a little bit. How many people read the Bible on a regular basis, God's word written directly to you, and how many people, instead of that, will go to church and listen to a sermon? Now, I'm not saying you should do one or the other, but I'm saying that if you're going to do no Bible reading and you're just going to listen to a sermon, you're missing out on God's word written directly to you. Why does that happen? Why do we do that? Any thoughts? Well, Here's what I think happens. I think that, again, it comes back to that whole thing of if I know what God says, if I know what he's speaking to me, I don't want to say no to him. I don't want to say to God, you know what? I read this in the Bible, but I don't want to do it. I refuse to do it. It's pretty tough. Do you want to stand in front of God and say, no, I'm not going to do what you've called me to do? I mean, anybody? No? So, 
You with me, Jaina? Okay, making sure you're awake. So here's the, here's the question. If, if I or Dwight or Dean or any preacher, speaker, teacher proposes something that God says to you, you can choose to listen or not. You can choose. You, you may say, you know what? I think that you, you may be speaking something that is God's truth, perhaps, but I don't want to listen to you. I think there's a part of us that wants to be not accountable to God, but accountable to a person so that we can say, you know what? Steve's not perfect. I know him. So it's pretty easy for me to say, eh, you know, if he was perfect, then maybe I'd listen to him. But he's not, so I'm not going to. Whereas Jesus was perfect, so I kind of need to listen to him. But if I don't know what he says, if I don't listen to him directly, if I don't open his word, if I don't spend time in prayer with him, then I don't know exactly what he's saying. So I'm not purposely disobeying God. But Steve, psh, not a big deal. Most he'll do is make you run, Right? Yeah, Sean knows that. That's the most he'll do is make you run. It's easier to ignore or bypass what a servant of God tells you than it is to ignore what God tells you. Now, is that hard to swallow? It is for me. Because I see in my own life times, as I look back, I see myself mirroring the children of Israel where I have said in essence, you know what, God? Not gonna do it. I'm not going to follow your direction. And God has been pretty clear to me in times of my life, and I've said to him, nope. How did my life go after that? Wasn't great. Ask my wife. She was there with me during some of those tough times. And I propose that you don't want to be in those situations. And yet, if you take a look back, looking back on your life, you probably see something similar where you have known that God has called you to do something. He's wanted you to speak to somebody. He's wanted you to give to this thing. And you have not done it because you didn't want to. And you've missed out on a blessing and you may have suffered the consequences of that decision to deliberately disobey God by not listening to what he said. Is this a tough word to hear? It is. Is it a necessary word to hear? It is. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's harsh. I mean, would you tell your kids, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you. And when you don't take out the trash, when I tell you to take out the trash, what's, what, what is that telling us? What is that telling me as a parent? You're saying, Mom, Dad, I don't love you. And the child will say, but I do. I do love you. Jesus is saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. 
And then he goes on and says, whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Harsh, difficult, not easy. We sang some songs this morning. We sang, a mighty fortress is our God. Great, great old strong hymn. God is a fortress. He provides for us this this safety, security, where we can rest knowing that he is in charge. No matter what goes on in our world, he's in control. He will provide for us that refuge. Then we sang, good, good father. He is a great father. He's a father who loves us, who forgives us, who continues to accept us and pull us in and take us in spite of our children of Israel moments. And that grace is always there for us. And then we sang, I am who you say I am. Wow. God loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you, that you could have the gift of eternal life, be adopted into his family, be a son or daughter of the creator of the universe. Can you imagine what that means? And here's where I struggle. Because God did that for Steve Piper, knowing that there would be times when I would say, God, no, no. What does that mean? Parent love, for those of you that are parents, is huge. It's monumental. I love my kids to a point that I can't even put into words. We're talking about something that goes beyond that when we talk about God's love for his children. He sacrificed knowing that we would deliberately disobey, that we would refuse to listen, that we would place our focus on things other than him. That love is incredible. So where does that leave us this morning? It leaves us with understanding what is happening. We're going to fear God. That's, that's going to happen. Out of that fear, we should be developing some respect. And ultimately, out of that should come love when we recognize who he is, the power that he has, the gift that he's given, the love that he shows for us, even when we don't deserve it, when we don't ask for it, when we are not in any good way a reflection of him, his love for us is still there, his grace is still there. That should move us in a direction. And that direction should be God, forgive me. God, I want to hear from you. God, I want you to speak to me. God, I will listen to you. And if that's the direction that we move, if that's what this word does to us this morning, if it propels us into his word, if it propels us into his desire for us, then that's a good thing. That's what I want you to hear, is that God is there for you when you're ready to say, okay, God, let's do it your way every day. And I will trust you to take care of me, and I will trust you for the results. Amen. Decisions. 
you can make decisions, you can decide that today I'm going to change what I do, today I'm going to change how I live, today I'm going to change how I listen. If, if that's you this morning, if that's something that you feel God is tugging at your heart and saying, you need to change, one of the things that helps to confirm that in you is to talk to someone about that. I would encourage you, if that's you, to go to the prayer chapel, which is located behind the organ when the service is over, and speak to somebody there and tell them what God's saying to you. Let them listen to you. Let them pray with you. If God is touching your heart today, don't leave until you talk to someone about it. Is this difficult? Absolutely. This is not a Pentecostal church. This is not a church that traditionally does altar calls. This is not the kind of a church where you've got to make the long walk to come up front to get your life back on track. I've been there and I've done that. And I recognize the validity of doing something, of, of going to someone and saying, here's what's going on in my life. Here's where God wants me to go. Here's what I need to do. Will you pray with me and help me to put that in God's hands? And I would encourage you to do that this morning if God is speaking to you. God's plan will not change, but I have seen the children of Israel walk away from God, suffer consequences. I have seen communities do that. I've seen churches do that. I've seen people do that. Don't let that be you this morning. If God's speaking to you, talk to somebody. Let's get back on the right track. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance unto you and give you peace, his kind of peace, now and forevermore. Amen.